Black, stop playing with him. Day is here. What's going on, good people? Sauce talk. And today, this morning, good morning, good people. Today is special. You know, Monday, at the top of the week, I couldn't wait to say fight week. I could not wait to say fight week. And here we are. I can sit there and say it's fight day. Later on, I could be like, it's fight night. And here's the kicker. We've had fireworks all week. <laughs> We've had interactions between Keyshawn Davis, Frank Martin. We've seen Jamal Charlo, Caleb Plant. We've even seen Jamal Charlo's significant other in altercation. We've seen... Some sweet, we 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 have been through some shit this week. I tell you that, in the sport of boxing. I mean, not not to mention that we've seen cool boy Stephen Fulton go out to Japan and get stopped and lose his unified 122 pound belts by Noelia Inoue. That was one super fight that had to get out the way. And then as this week progressed, like I said, all the stars and all the people showing up in Vegas. And it and it just it, it boiled over. Caleb Plant plants a smack right in the face of Jamal Charlo. And all Jamal could do is just sit there. I mean, like it was just crazy. I mean, we've had a a, a terrible coin toss between who's gonna get the ring walk with, with Mike Tyson. They was trying to get ratings off of that little, quick little spot that they was trying to televise. Terrible. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, anything to try to make the sport good, but that was some stipulation stuff that Terrence Crawford was responsible for. And they, they tried to make some gold out of it, get Mike Tyson to do the coin flip and all that stuff like that. Was, you know, whatever. Whatever. Terrible coin flip by Tyson. I know he can do better than that. I know he's better than that. I know that whole thing should have been better than that. What kind of little-ass space you give Tyson to flip a coin? Let's talk about that. That little-ass space to flip a coin. It was it was terrible, man. It was terrible. Um, we've heard, you know, at the NUA 1, we've heard, you know, a lot of people, you know, snickering about, what about him and Tank? You know, they already talking about a 122-pounder fighting Tank Davis. They're already trying to give him the Pacquiao spark of moving up. They're already saying, man, his power is translating. Can it keep translating? There's nobody 126. Hell, I said that. But, man, and you weighing Tank already being talked about? We got 
Shakur Stevens and Cambosos having it out on Twitter. Cambosos just like how he was calling uh, Devin Haney a snitch and a rat and stuff like that. He think he, you know, that's the one thing about Cambosos. You would think somebody on his Twitter or somebody like that, or he got somebody to be like some hipster or something like that on his. He, he's something else, ain't he? George Cambosos calling Shakur Stevenson cuz, like take 25% cuz, and all that stuff. Funny stuff like that. Take the 25% cuz. And what was that he was sitting there saying? Uh he 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 got he got he got pretty funny. But Shakur, like I said, would would mop the floor with George Cambosos. George Cambosos didn't beat Maxi Hughes, man. But, you know, he could talk a good one. He can definitely talk a good one. You know, 25%. Let me tell you something about a fighter that would sit there just like Cambo said. He would have fought TLFBO for free. He said they could offer him 0%. He would have took the fight. Well, let me tell you something. When you are in a position where you know that you can still be an undisputed lightweight champion, why would you take 25%? This is the thing I try to break down in a TikTok video I did about Shakur when people try to make that assumption that he, you know, didn't want to fight or he was scared or whatever like that. Take the 25%. Eddie Hearn was sitting there saying, oh, take the 25%. Let me tell you something. He knew Devin Haney was going to be moving up to fight Breeders Progress anyway. Why sit there and take the 25% knowing that that fight is not going to happen? You at least want to try to squeeze to get more knowing that he don't really want to fight. So why would you try to lower Why would you try to lowball me like that knowing that I would say no because you know you don't want to fight? Nobody's looking at it from that angle. Haney didn't want to fight to begin with. To be perfectly clear, he knew that he can sit there and say, well, I offered him 25% and they would take it. He knew the people could be like, hey, should have took the 25%. But Shakur like, well, go ahead and leave, man. I can still be undisputed lightweight champion. No matter. You can drop the belts and I can win it. Hey, I, I can't beat Loma, Ryan Garcia, possibly Tank, Frank Martin, Keyshawn Davis, uh, 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 Esau Cruz. Come on. Who else? Act like I can't beat those guys. That's the way he's looking at it. Like, So why would I take 25% to fight somebody that is going to be, you know, prepping to be a, a, a bigger guy. He's going to come in bigger. I mean, it ain't really too much to Shakur. He spars with 147 pounders. He, he was sparring with um, Udonis Ugas. So it really don't, you know, it's just, it just one of those things where it's like, I'm good, I can wait, I can fight you at 140, I can fight you at 147 later, dog. It's all good, we in our 20s. It's all good, but I'm not fighting you for no 25%. That is, like, stupid, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be different if he was, like, a journeyman or somebody that's, like, not. If Keyshawn Davis was offered 25% to fight Devin Haney, I would sign that so fast. Like, you want to fight me? Okay, cool. You know, just go ahead and see, see if it works because a 9-0 guy can lose to Devin Haney and still have a good career. Shakur loses to Haney, it kind of, it offsets a little bit. But he's not thinking about losing. He's just looking at it like, I can still be undisputed champion and make a lot of money. I don't have to fight your ass for 25%.
that's the way people have to look at it in that angle. Like he could, he he can do it eventually. Like okay, take your ass on somewhere. I I catch up with you later. We'll make this money now. I can get a fight with Tank. You can't do that. You want to fight Regis? He wants to fight. You know, somebody went forty. He wants to he wants to beat Regis for the WC. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, for the WC, and then he wants to uh, fight. Tip. No, it was the IBF. I think he got the, the IBF. I think it was the IBF or WC, one or two that the Regis has. Because Tiafimo, once again, just like he thought that he was the undisputed lightweight champion, he's not really the undisputed 140 champion. Oh, man. It's crazy. But, man, we are here. We are here. And I'm, I'm crazy we ain't got no outtakes from Broner. The only thing that we got is, like, him and a Uber Uber. And the dude looked like Terrence Crawford. He said, man, you fighting Errol Spence, man? Get a couple. <laughs> that was funny. Adrian Broner was funny with that, man. That was a good one. Because he did look like Bud. He was like, man, you are fighting one of the biggest fights of the decade. And you sitting there driving an Uber, man. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. That was the only Adrian Broner outtake we got. He, you know what I'm saying? Now he's being talked about a fight in the. You know, a fight with Roley. Um, Roley, who fought an old man and was getting beat, and the ref had to save him. Old man sitting there beating his ass, and they started to fight and give Roley the win. And now they're talking about him, him and Adrian Broner. You know, just like we, 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 we you know, like I want to see Adrian Broner fight, but I, you know what I'm saying, like I don't want him to be used as some circus piece. You know, like, you know, I, I hope he's, you know what I'm saying, like, looking at things to where, like, how could he get a belt? I think, you know, and, you know, Roley has one. So that's that's the only thing you look at it is like, yeah, I mean, Roley's got a belt. He wants a belt. Go get a belt, you know. Watch out for those haymakers because, you know, Adrian Broder don't got the best chin in the world. You got to watch out for those haymakers, I'll tell you that. But, you know. It would be a solid. It'd be a solid matchup, and I know the pre, the pre, you know, the 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 setup for the fight would be so entertaining that it would make so much money as, as, as out of this world. I think it would do better than Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, to be real. If they if they set it up, probably could. If they did it right, give it a good six weeks build up, eight weeks, be crazy. Be crazy. Um. It, 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 that you know, Adrian Broner, you know, in that last fight where he had with Don King, you know, he 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 let his hands go. That's the one that I can't say. So the one thing that I will say that he he you know definitely older and where he's training hard. I think he's trying to get back to where he was, and he's being active. And I like the fact that fighting a guy that you know I really didn't really know too much about, but he was active, his hands were letting go. You know, it's different than seeing somebody like a Jared Hurd, who I, you know, remember watching being a fan of in his last fight, where he got stopped. I mean, like, I can't believe it. He got stopped. Um so I mean you got you got you got that out there and it's like it, you 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 keep on you trying to get yourself back up there, but if you if you're not taking the sport serious, like I don't think Jared Hurd is, or 
versus the word Adrian Broder, where you would think that he's not taking it that serious. He is. And, you know, you can watch that old performance and it kind of looked pretty, pretty decent. And against Rowley, who knows? It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. You know, I think if Van Dana, you know what I'm saying, gave a damn, he'd get back in shape and give Adrian Broder a rematch, man. <laughs> be funny. Sean Porter versus Adrian Broner too. That'd be that'd be good. I mean, just thinking of certain matches that I would watch. Definitely would watch Demetrius Andre versus Jamal Charlo. But now we got Caleb Plant slapping him in the face. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus. That's the, you know, Jerry slapped him in the face too. I'm not I don't think it was him or Jamel. One of them. I think he was trying to get at Jamel, and then Jamal stepped in. I think he slapped Jamel. To be completely, I think they both. I think they both took slaps, man. In the in this year, this 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 great year of twenty twenty three, man. I, I I think so. I think so, man. I think he. I think he got slapped. I think Jamel got slapped and Jamal got slapped yesterday, and then Jamal's girl got beat up, like out on a damn parking garage. Like that shit looked crazy, man. Like it is going down. Errol Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford had an amazing moment at the weigh-ins in the last face-off when he said, man, thank you for letting this fight, thanks for making this fight happen. Basically telling Terrence Crawford, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, me being the A-side, say thank you to you for sitting there, you know, accepting the things and you come with your bullshit. I know what Errol was meaning, man. You know, like, yeah, you, you, wanted, to, you wanted to chop my leg off. But thank you for accepting the fight. Fucking coin flip. A coin flip, man. For ring walks. Gloves. I think they was like, you know, the rematch clause thing was crazy. You know, the winner gets to pick the weight um, for the rematch. So it's like if Terrence wins, you know, he gets to pick the weight. He can say, hey, we're we doing it back in 147. Errol Spence is going, you know, rumor mill. He's on the rumor mill of, you know, wanting to go to 154. So it's like if Errol wins, he might say, we're going to fight at 154, which Terrence Crawford was sitting there saying he wanted to fight Jamel Charlo when he got when he got rid of Errol Spence. So, but Jamel's moving up to two weight classes to fight Canelo. So it's like, what the hell? But either way, Errol Spence is wanting to move up. He said he, you know, can't do 147, you know, not, not too much longer, getting bigger. But uh, Terrence Crawford, maybe she feel the same way, you know. And want to move up too. So if he did win and pick the weight class, he probably should pick 154. Curiosity. I mean, just being real. I mean, it'll be it'll be it'll be uh, more to the fairness of, you know, you 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 said you know that you was wanting to move up to fight Jamel. So I would do that. I definitely would. They both look in tremendous shape, though. I mean, like they both made weight no problem. I mean, like everybody was sitting there thinking Earl Spencer was going to have that trouble. But he didn't have that trouble at all. Terrence didn't either. People were saying, oh, look at Terrence wearing a hoodie and all that stuff like that. He have, he must be having trouble making weight. And then, you know, Terrence Crawford was sitting there, you know, saying that, you know, Earl, you know, da-da-da-da-da, he, you know, he getting too big. He don't want to do 147 no more. So it's like, is he having trouble making weight? Everybody was like, is anybody going to have trouble making weight? No issue. Good face-off, good standoff, man. It's going to be a good fight. Showtime does a good job with their with their fights. Can't wait. Showtime pay-per-view. 
good now, wait. I hope it don't rain, man. It's damn rain, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to watch it outside. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I set up a stage for outside. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be real nice. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because this is, this is the biggest fight. Like I said, man, like when it was Wilder and Fury won, this is how pumped up I was. You know, this is this is that type of feel. You know, Tank Garcia, like bigger than that, I want to say. Um, uh, I remember when, when Earl fought Sean Porter, how, how pumped I was. I remember when Keith Thurman fought uh, Sean Porter, like how pumped up I was. Like if I could think of just these certain fights, you know, I, without me having to go to a Floyd fight or Roy Jones fight or nothing like that. I mean, these have been the most popular fights of the the past, you know, decade or so. And, you know, we've had, you know, um, showdowns with, with Pacquiao Marquez. We've had, you know, you know, we've had fights that, didn't, didn't, that we didn't know was going to be big. You know, if we go back and think of... Um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Provodnikov and Tim Bradley. Like, that's a fight right there that if you go back and watch, you're like, wow. You know what I'm saying? But these are the two big names that can have that type of fight. You just never know. You know what I'm saying? These are the two high-profile names that is getting together. You know, like, um, if you go back and watch the war between, you know, not the two big stars' names, but Josh Taylor and Regis Progress, man, one of the best fights ever you're going to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, this could be that it can explode just like that yeah, Devin Haney Lomachenko what we just seen you know like it's going to get there you know Tank Davis Leo Santa Cruz a fight that I always like to go back and watch it because you know Santa Cruz really was game and you know he just wasn't ready for that power and not a lot of people it's like even somebody like a Shakur Stevenson would have to be weary of it you know what I'm saying it's not like oh people wouldn't say Tank was fighting a 130 pounder this guy was a you know, a good-sized guy that moved up to 135 that I figured that could handle himself, just not a lot of power. And, you know, everybody knows that Leo Santa Cruz didn't have a lot of power, but that was a good fight on his purposes. Tank was losing that fight. Tank was losing that fight. So, yeah, I mean, like, this this is big. Canelo and Triple G won. You know, I, I, like I said, the three examples of what this fight could be, Triple G, Canelo won, um, um, Shane Mosley, Oscar De La Hoya won, and uh, Andre Ward Kovalev, man. I mean, like this is this is that type of fight where it's just like where well, we seen guys that, that that stepped in front of these two gentlemen that they may have done things where really showed the highlight of them. We're going to see that in an HD screen that is that is like it's so more enhanced that they're going to be so sharp, man. I mean, like the things that will be seen. Say, like for example, Earl Spence, Lamont Peterson, like. He's gonna to have to. He's gonna to have to find a way to to be able to do that to Terrence Crawford in a, in such an upper echelon way. And Terrence Crawford, the same thing. You say, for example, what he done to he done Gorlundi or moving up the board to say a uh, uh, Sean Porter or you know Horn or you know guys that he's fought so far at the one forty seven position is not as better than than Earl Spence who's fought Danny Garcia, like I said, Lamont Peterson. Has a little bit more cachet with names. Even a guy that's moved up weight classes like a Mikey Garcia, I think, you know, is a good one to put on the list. You know, Terrence Crawford's fought Amir Khan. You know, so, you know, it, it, it just, things does not kill Brook. You know what I'm saying? At a point where I felt like Kell Brook got himself prepared and looked pretty decent against Crawford. So, I mean, like, you know, you can name that fight. Uh, but, you know, Earl Spence and, 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 and Bud both, 
definitely needed this. They definitely needed this. They didn't need to keep fighting different counterparts that are, it's just not the same. And we're going to sit there and say, oh man, when is he going to fight a bigger fight? This is it. We can see all the, you know, downloading and stuff like that, the extra stuff that we don't get to see them fight against lower competition. We get to see them rise to the occasion, you know, you know, Earl and Udonis Ugas was a good fight to watch, but, you know, we knew what, what Ugas was in for. And then Ugas was game. He threw big shots, you know, saying so he landed some big shots here and there, but he didn't stop the rain. You know, you can't stop the rain. That's Earl Spence, man. When he gets to like round five, six, seven, you start hearing that. You know, you can't stop the rain. You can't stop the rain. You know, at Terrence, I think something comes into him where he hits play and, Mama said, knock you out. Honest to God. It's like that beat comes on. Go back and watch Sean Porter. Somebody told him he was losing. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. You know, he went out there and just did what he's supposed to do. You know, Gamboa, go back and watch the fight against that. Go watch even against um, Jose Benavidez when Benavidez had a good round. And everybody was like, oh, look, Benavidez coming on strong. Right? Getting Bud a little bit mixed up. I watched that fight with my dad. You know, my dad, man, before he passed, you know, God rest his soul, man, didn't want a big boxing fan and wanted to see Terrence Crawford. And he said, like, I thought he was nice. He came out there in that round, landed up because, like, he hurt my dad or something. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Like, he came out there listening to that song. And like I said, Earl Spence, it's like it's that 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 is those are the two those are the two songs that plays through their heads you know what I'm saying doing what they do it's just it, it, it's, it's that poetry emotion man and we get to see that collide you know it's, it's it's like that it's definitely like that man it is definitely 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 like that tonight oh I cannot wait I cannot wait man can I wait, man? Can I wait? It's going to be done. It's just, um, can't wait to hear the ring songs, man. Like, you know, just who, you know, who that, somebody going to come out with somebody like, you know, Bo Mac going to have a bag of chips. With, no, I'm just playing. But I, you know, the one thing that had me crack was uh, when Derek James was like, because uh, he was like, he was watching his mama in the ring, Terrence Crawford's mom dancing. You know how to do Terrence Crawford and his mom relationship. And it was, if you know, you know. And it was just like whenever she was so happy he won, then she was dancing in the ring. You know, she don't, she'll tell Terrence, you fight like ass. So to see her dancing after a win, you know Terrence really did good. But, you know, Derek J said, mama won't be dancing at the end of this. Mama won't be dancing at the end of this fight. And I love that because it's just, he knows. My fighter is ready to rock. And, Get my prediction out of the way. That's who I'm going with. Errol Spence, man. Errol, the true Spence, is who I'm going with. I'm hoping that it's, it's, it's going to be a, a ninth or tenth round stoppage. I'm hoping that, you know, he goes out there and, and can be able to put on that pressure and, and find Bud in an area of deep waters. You put Bud in an area of deep waters and see how he handles it because neither one of these guys has been in that in that position, you know, you go back and watch the highlight clips and highlight reels and all that stuff like that. Terrence Bud Crawford, you know, turns on a switch and just puts people down. Errol Spence turns on a switch and just keeps battering you, beating you down. I mean, just Lamont Peterson, a guy, I keep talking about that one, man. He, he really put it on him. 
And Lamont was game. You know, he was definitely game and was fighting back. But, God, man, he got, he was getting, oh, my God, he was getting murdered, man. He was getting, he was getting punished in there. He was getting punished in there. Getting punished. You know, Mike Garcia, that might not be the best highlight to go back and watch. Earl was kind of going through some things. You know, him and the Charlos was partying. He didn't take the fighter series, moving up a couple weight classes. And, you know what I'm saying, didn't have a real good performance. He won the fight, but it wasn't one of his best times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think he knows that. Um, and I, he definitely knows that. You know, you know, the Danny Garcia fight was something bit of a, like, I need to come back and, and set the record straight. He did that and and, and moved on to fight, uh, who was it, uh, uh, Ugas. And, you know, now here we are. You know, Terrence Crawford had a couple of fights, that, a couple of no-namers after, after uh, well, he fought a no-namer after Sean Porter. And, uh, well, he fought Kell Brook, he fought Sean Porter, then he fought Kell Brook, then he fought a no-namer. The BOK Pratt bullshit, terrible gloves in there, got a thumb popping out the damn glove and shit. Don't even know the dude he fought. And the dude still might have knocked him down. Well, this last fight on ESPN, dude almost knocked him down. Crazy, with a nice little left hook. Unbelievable. What's that guy's name? I'm going to find his name real quick. I need to find his name. I need to find his name. Give me just a second. Bear with me. You know, Bud Crawford, too, man, I think, you know, I don't think either, both fighters are not going to get tired. I don't see neither fighter to get tired. Getting hurt, it's different. But getting tired, I don't see none of these guys getting tired. Bud is in tremendous shape. Um, Multi-sport player. You know, this is the second multi-sport player fighter that Earl Spence is stepping in the ring with. You know, Sean Porter and him shared that by being a multi-sport athlete. Terrence and, and, and Sean, and, and, and it showed in that fight. But that's something that I always looked at as like Terrence Crawford is like that. You know, he he was out there at the uh, Hall of Fame sitting there running routes and stuff like that. He played football. You know, he played – he was a letterman in, in that. And it, um, all I think he went all-state wrestling. Like, he played like, – I don't think he played baseball. I, think, I don't even think he played basketball. I think he played football and he wrestled. I mean, that's just – I think he might have did track for I don't know. But I, I, for all I know – what I know I can confirm, wrestling and football. Just like Sean Porter could have played college D1 football, like he had offers. But chose the sport of boxing. And Bud, like I said, against uh, Egegis, I want to say it was Egegis, Egegis, Kevilev, Gauskas, and that was in 2019. But he almost got knocked down in that fight. Um, David Avazian, that was the BLK Prime bullshit. Terrible. Like I said, Jeff Horn, first fight in 147. No. Jose Benavidez was so much shine to that. I think really honestly that's his best fight at 147. I think that is his number one fight at 147 right there. Um you got you got Amir Khan, and like I said, he just Kevin Lefkowskis. Then you got Kell Brook, 
um, Sean Porter, and like I said, David Evasion. Errol Spence, his last fights, like I said, I named some more involved, but, um, you know, after Lamont Peterson, Ocampo, Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and like I said, Udonis Ugas. Um, I, like I said, just a better, I think it's just a better, I think it's just a better over, uh, overall um, 147 um, resume. I mean, you look at Chris Algieri. You look at uh, Chris uh, uh, Chris Algieri. That's even a good name. Kel Brook. I mean, like, listen to that name. Kel Brook, 36-1, and one, whenever he fought him out in his turf. He went to London and London, England and fought, you know. So that was, that was, that was big time. That was big time for him doing that. And like I said, when you look at, that when you look at that record, twenty eight and zero, Terrence Crawford thirty nine and zero, Earl Spence still got the better resume. You know, but wasted a lot of time. I feel at one forty, fighting guys that we didn't give a shit about. Which he did. He did to be an undisputed champion. It's cool to be an undisputed champ because we got people's crowning to be one forty. Undisputed champ right now. I just wish Bud was in it at that time. We had that type of competition. I wish he had that level of competition at 140 so we could see certain things. Because that run of Delorme, Derry John, Henry Lundy, Victor Postal, John Molina, Felix Diaz, Julius Dongo. What? You know, Victor Postal at the time definitely overrated. 20 he was what 28 no. No significant wins on his on his record. Only thing he had going for him was I I think he was trained by Freddie Roach, if I'm not mistaken or was it by the great Emmanuel Stewart? One of the two. I think it was Freddie Roach. But uh yeah. Come on. Ricky Burns lightweight he really wasn't fighting the top guys I mean like he fought Gamboa he fought Beltran but Terrence I would say coming into this fight has the cachet of skill being called a pound for pound great having some good finishes I think Bud is coming in with that and less than less than the whole resume talk he's not coming in with the resume talk definitely not coming in with the resume talk that belongs to Errol Spence I think Earl Spence belongs in the talks of saying that his, you know, with his 28-0 record, I mean, like, he had guys really scared to fight him, guys running from him. I mean, he had people really avoiding to fight him. I mean, nobody wanted to fight him. Keith Thurman held the belts to make this type of fight happen years ago. This type of magnitude of a fight could have happened years ago at 147. And Keith Durbin ran off and got married to some, you know, mail order wife, and 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 and, uh, and changed his religion, and 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 now he's fought three times since then. Like, just think, that's what Earl Spence did to Keith Thurman. Like, he fought Danny Garcia, beat him. He fought Sean Porter in the height of 147. He was the man who was, you know, uh, uh, uh. uh you know, making the headlines of being the guy on, on fight hypes and doing all the talking, and he looked like a, a you know could be a face of boxing type guy, and here he couldn't even get a fight with Earl at one sixty. 
They was trying to get him to fight at 154, I think it was. 154, and Earl was like, I'm not fighting Keith Thurman. He didn't want to fight me none whenever I was trying to come after him. There's only one fight for me right now, and it's Terrence Crawford. Then I move up to 154, and if he wants it, then I give it to him. But right now, I'm trying to be undisputed at something. And that's, and that's been something that Earl Spence has been trying to do since back when Keith Thurman had those belts. Dropped him. Earl picked up the tab. He comes back. Struggles against... Um, who was it? Was Lopez? Was just uh, Yeah, it was Lopez. Or Pedraza. I think he fought Pedraza. Struggled against Pedraza. Then got beat by Manny Pacquiao. And then he beat Mario Barrios. You know, like, he's fought three fights. He's fought three fights since he had his dramatic runaway from Earl Spence Jr. Earl Spence Jr. got in a car wreck, and then Keith Thurman came back and was like, I'm ready to fight Earl Spence. Earl Spence said, man, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I ain't fighting you. I ain't fighting you. No. 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 And that was like how, you know, Shane Mosey did Floyd. Told him no. Kept telling him no. And then whenever Floyd got on the A side, he told Shane Mosey, no. Hell no. And he fought him later on, but he was telling him, hell no. I'm not fighting you. And, you know, that's, that's you know, that is how, just like this Frank Martin, Keyshawn Davis thing, like, you had an interaction, you know, the shit be talked, you know, Keyshawn, like, I'll fuck him up and all that stuff. And Frank Martin, like, you know, I, you know it's up. We're going to fight. Well, all I got to do is talk about promoter. Keyshawn Davis, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Later on, caught on camera, talking about, but y'all trying to fight me when I'm 9-0. At least let me get to 18-0. What are you talking about, Keyshawn? Like, you have, you you got the cachet right now at 9-0 to take on a Frank Martin, a big-time fight. It'll be good for your career. be good for your hype-up. And you're sitting out there talking about, wait till I get to 18-0. Son, you're 9-0. We want Frank Martin to be 33? Like, get out of here, man. Like, that's, that was just crazy for him to say that. Like, it, like, like, like you're a little boy. Like, like, they coming to pick on him and you like, oh, they, they coming after my, oh, I'm only now to know. Like, you talk to shit even after Frank Martin's, you know, fight that wasn't, you know, a showcase of Frank Martin, but it was a showcase of what the dog is in him. I mean, like, with the late, with the late knockdown and, and to win the fight and everything. Like, you, you was unimpressed. You stood there, made a little video and all that stuff. That, that's the way I was looking at whenever he was trying to talk shit about uh, Earl Spence because he, he's a he's a Terrence Crawford rider. And, like, you know, my thing is, like, he, he is young. He's got a lot of growing up to do. But I hated that, the fact that I called Cap on him, you know, wanting to fight Frank Martin in front of those cameras and everything that made Willie Channel. You got people there. You got Radio Raheem and all those people, those type of people around fight hype and all that stuff and you're you're grandstanding but didn't think that the video of y'all out there just chilling and with his entourage frank martin's people and stuff like that and you out there copying a plea like y'all wait till i get to 18 and 0 unbelievable man unbelievable but hey it is what it is it is what it is tonight is the night of the fight you know i um we'll talk about the card not great it's not great at all. Um, and then we can get on out of here, let y'all have something to listen to today. 
you know what I'm saying, for the Terrence Crawford showdown versus Errol Smith. Um, but, yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh. Oscar De La Hoya is picking Terrence Crawford to win. I care about Oscar. Um, Manny Pacquiao thinks that it's going to end in a 12-round decision. He didn't pick a winner. Alexander Usyk picks Terrence Crawford to win. Okay. Teddy Atlas is picking Crawford. Amir Khan got Terrence winning. Sean Porter got got Terrence Crawford. Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia has Crawford as well. Eddie Hearn says a 50-50 fight. And he likes Earl Spence. So we got some got some good. Shane Mosley says he's got Terrence Crawford. He's got Crawford. Okay. Deontay Wilder got Spence. Tiafimo got Spence. Jamel Charlo? Of course. I already said he put in 25 things. I got a $25,000 bet on my boy, Jamel Charlo, Kenny Porter, picking Earl Spence. So, here, there's a there's a separation right there. Kenny Porter is picking uh, Spence, and his son is picking Crawford. They both fought. Sean Porter fought both. <laughs> Ryan Garcia is picking Spence. Everybody knows he's now training with them. Of course, Javante... Um, had an interview. He, of course, he's he's taking arrow. He knows for sure. He said, you know, he said, imagine we in a gunfight, right? And this was something I watched, like I said on video. He said, and I got a metal shield, and the opposite person got a glass shield. Who gonna come out on top? No matter how much he runs around, once those hands get on him, it's gonna slow him down. Ain't ain't no if he's gonna touch him. And what he's saying is that Earl Spence has a has has better has a better armor, you know, you know, better defense that's gonna be remain to be seen, but just a better armor. And he's saying that when Earl Spence touches Crawford, we may see Crawford break down. That is what Tank Davis is calling for right there. And it's going down, man. It's going down. I cannot wait for this fight, man. I just cannot wait. Um of course we got UFC. Trying to, you know, get in the way, and I ain't sitting there saying get in the way. Of course, I'm gonna take a peek at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. I'm gonna keep an eye on it. That's definitely something to to uh to look at, knowing that you have uh some 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 good fights. I like Justin Gaethje um, beating Dustin Poirier this time. They go for broke. I mean, they both. But you know, think about this point. He's such a he. He 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 is such a like um, cerebral puncher. Like if he actually dedicated his time in the sport of boxing, I think through his life, Dustin Poirier would have been such a good boxer. He throws a beautiful straight punch. He throws a hell of a straight right hand. He's got a good jab. I like his I like his feet. 
you know, his stance. You know, I like the way he moves and things of that nature, his point of attack. You know, I think what gets him in trouble is that, you know, it doesn't have a lot of head movement defense, and, he you know, he's, he's throwing to hurt you. And sometimes they can put you in, in harm's way. You know, Floyd Mayweather could definitely tell you that, that that was something that he avoided his whole career. You know, people like to say, oh, he got knocked down by Jab Judah. It was, wasn't like he got dropped. You know, he got hit. His, his glove did touch the canvas, and that is a knockdown by rule. But if you go back and look at it, it wasn't like he got clobbered. He got hit, though. He got hit. It was a clean hit. But, you know, I mentioned Isai Cruz. He's fighting tonight against Giovanni Cabrera. Uh, Cabrera being the underdog, plus 500. I can't believe Earl Spence is the underdog. That's why I had to bet money on Earl um, winning. Um, we got Sergio Garcia going against Giannis Tellis. And we got Nonito Donaire coming off a knockout, knockout loss to uh, NUA going up against Alejandro Santiago for the vacant WBC Bantamweight belt. We also got the WNBA lightweight title eliminator with the Eastside Cruz because he wins this right here. He can end up getting uh, a mandatory um, against because it ain't gonna be against Andy. I guess it's gonna be a vacant, a vacant. You know, I mean, this eliminator you can set up a vacant uh, a fight against hell. Loma, Rangosa, Shakur, like, you know, Shakur's trying to get Cambosos. So I don't know. Cambosos could be going after that. You know, everybody's going to be trying to get a title now. You know, in that lightweight rank, it's, it's up. It's definitely up. Showtime, 84 bucks. Who's paying? 84 bucks is for him to get the fight. Um, Justin Gaethje, he's a 120 plus 20, 125 underdog against Poyer. I think I'll take that. I think I might make a bet on that. Dustin Poirier, I'm sorry, buddy. I think I might have to bet against you on that one. Those odds, you know, Justin Gaethje might come out the red. He seemed focused. You know, they, you know, for the BMF title, of course, they had the first BMF champion out there, Jorge Masvidal. And, you know, he was out there. And Gaethje was like, I'm not worried about you right now. I'm looking at this man with the rock. He had, and Dustin Poirier had on one of the shirts the rock had on, man. Back in the back in the nineties, had yeah, one of those shirts on. I was cracking up. We're gonna we're gonna look at this card real quick, and then we're gonna get on out of here. We got we got we got we got a we got a good one. We got a good one. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. Let's take a let's take a peek here. We already know the main event. We got Jan Blakovich going up against Alex Pereira, and then we know about Alex Pereira who knocked out. Adesanya at a at a point where we thought that he was going to take over the middleweight division. Um, found him found himself in in a, in a tough pickle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the thing with Alex Pereira is that knowing that this fight being a light heavyweight, um, fighting that Adesanya fight a second time might have been like, man, trying to make the weight to fight this dude, man, it's kind of kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like. You saw it in the first fight to where if Adesanya just could have kept dancing around, you know, saying he was going to lose the fight, you know, he was going to get a little tired, you know, saying he he got a good shot and he was able to finish. Second time, same thing, you know, but Adesanya did a good job of countering and he was able to counter and get the victory, but he he did the same thing, moved around, tried to make him throw, tried to get him tired, and he countered and got the got the knockout finish. 
Moving up to light heavyweight, I can't wait to see this guy go against John Barkley because he's a big guy. He's like Alex Pereira is a big guy, so it's kind of cool to see him in a weight class that he should be in. So I'm, I'm liking that. Um, Derek Lewis, you know, everybody's favorite in the UFC, said he's fighting with a six-pack, and he ain't talking about beer. He is in shape shape. Derek Lewis is in shape shape going against Marcus Rodrigo de Lima out of Brazil. So we got two Brazil fighters on the top of the card, in the main card. We got Tony Ferguson going up against the um, flashy, or should you say highly intense, Bobby Green. They've been talking shit back and forth. Of course, El Kukui, the, the underdog, can't believe he's still out here fighting. Um, Derek Lewis is the underdog as well. I would take Derek Lewis in this fight, honestly. I would take him in that fight. This is a good, this is a good card to bet on. The two UFC 291 is a damn good card to bet on. I mean, you got Jake Gagey being underdog. Uh, you got a pretty much square with Jan and uh, Alex. I would take Alex. I'll take Derek Lewis, and I'll take Robbie Green, Bobby Green, because I really don't see Tony Ferguson winning that fight. That'd be something if he came back and won that fight, and I'd be mad because he's a he's a plus 285 in that fight. Of course, we got one of my favorite fighters, Kevin Holland. You know, out of Cali. Fighting Michael Chiesa. You know, he's the underdog at what, what, plus 125 against Holland. And he and they already got the prelim. So they're going to start the undercard up, you know, the first fight of the night at 10 o'clock. So I'll probably have time to watch that one because I'm going to, I want to see Isak Cruz. I'm pretty sure that fight ain't going to be at 10. So I want to see that fight. Uh, prelims is not, nothing great, but some good fighters. You know, it seemed like some good kids, man. Um, you know, you look for the undercard, some veterans that might still try to still got it, or some up-and-coming fighters. Um, Trevin Giles might be might be good. CJ Vergara. I'm just looking at the favorites. You know, Roman Kopalov, Darius Flowers. There's not really no eyes on that one. But he looks like a solid fighter. But, hey, UFC 291. 10 o'clock. I can't believe they're doing that on the night of this fight. Y'all should be. Dana White should be wanting to watch this fight, which he probably will be for sure. He's going to be there watching Errol Spencer. There ain't, ain't no way his eyes not going to be on that fight. Ain't no way. But I'm definitely taking Gaethje, Pereira, Lewis, Bobby Green, and Holland. If I if I, you know, if I I you know decide to bet on that, that's the, fight. So that's the fights I'm taking on that. I think Holland going to beat Chase I think Derek Lewis can get it done. I think Perea could definitely knock out Yarn, but Yarn is not no punk bitch, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know Glover Teixeira made him look like one, but he's not one. But, I, you know, we have to see. We definitely have to see on that one. But I think Justin Gaethje definitely, definitely is going to get it. Now, Tony Ferguson, I just don't know, man. Like, his, me being a fan of him for so long, it makes me want to bet on him. But I can't can't do it i might have to go i'm gonna have to go with bobby green man bobby green is sharp he's intense he wants to he wants to hurt tony ferguson man definitely wants to hurt him can't wait to see these fights you know even though i might have to watch the recap on some of them you know why the main event when bell ring round one goes with errol spence and terrence Crawford. i'm not thinking about nothing else at all just putting that out there not worried about nothing else at all I ain't not even thinking about it. So, yeah.
not even close, not even close. If like, uh, if I can get my laptop or whatever like that to try to pull that up, you know, or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going to be mad if I miss Justin Gagey and, um, Dustin Poirier. Not, not going to miss that. You know, VMF belt is great. It's got a good allure to it, but it ain't nothing on the four belt era. And knowing you're going to have four belts and be called Undisputed Welterweight Champ. Just saying. So tonight, <sighs> cannot wait. Cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. I cannot stinking wait. Isak Cruz should win. I, I got him winning. And I'm, I am and I already bet on, like I said, I, I should have went and bet on Isak Cruz too. But like I said, I, I wanted to just focus on the main event. And I loved it that Errol Spence was underdog. I took the TKO uh, in the in the 10th. So hopefully ninth or tenth, I think it's like the ninth or tenth round. He got TKO. I think I think around that time he's gonna put him down. That's what I'm hoping on. So Sauce Talk is now tuning down and going to get ready for the day. Get ready for a hellacious an event. You know, fists gonna be flying, knees and elbows and feet and everything tonight. But we are focused on that on that Everlast horsehair, which I forgot. And I don't think they're doing the horsehair. I think they're doing the Everlast. I don't know what type of gloves they're going to be wearing. I think there was a, a dispute. Not a dispute, just a negotiation on the gloves. Um... Let me see if I can find that. I'm trying to see if I can find that real quick to give y'all that quick little insight. Um, I'm trying to see. Trying to see here. Trying to see. Usually they don't talk about that till. I mean, I heard it being talked about, but you're not going to find it unless they bring it up. They really don't really talk about that a whole, whole lot. Like I said, unless it's mentioned. But I want to say they're going to be wearing... It does not say. There's nothing that says it. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm guessing with 147, they're gonna wear nine, ten ounce gloves. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm pretty much guessing. See, that's what I'm saying. Spence, he wears the power lock gloves. You know, the the the, the elite pro fight gloves. Those those punching those, those, those for them punching. For them good old punching power. Yeah, they're not giving me nothing with the gloves. Definitely not giving me no info on the gloves. So hey, 
like I said, it's gonna get talked about because all that stuff was 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 all that stuff was hashed out. Um, especially after that debacle that when that BLK Prime thing where his Everlast gloves, you know, um, punctured, you know, somewhere his, his freaking thumb came out of it. That was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. But hey, 147 pounds, man. Can't wait. The last time at 147 pounds, a big time fight was so big like this. I'm trying to think. At 147 pounds, really, honestly, was. Uh, I mean, if you think through the time, I mean, like Keith, Keith Thurman was a part of that with Sean Porter or Danny Garcia and Errol Spence and Sean Porter or Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. But 147, Ugas and Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao and. Um, Thurman wasn't that big. I mean, I wasn't nothing, really, honestly. Uh, Broner and Pacquiao, no. Um, you know, you think of the 147 fights, I mean, like, this is this has been, this is the biggest since, I hate to say it, since Floyd. I mean, like, Floyd owned 147. So you think of big fights, you think of Floyd. I mean, you think of other 147 fights, you know, you got Pacquiao involved. Trying to think of like a, it's really not, man. I mean, like I'm just being honest. I mean, Canelo had some fights at 147 before he moved up. That was that was pretty cool, other than Floyd. But with the Austin Trout, you know, what I'm saying, uh, then he, you know, Lara. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's this is this is the this is man. This is y'all just don't understand the magnitude of it, man. God, this is this is big, and I'm like I said, going for Earl Spence for the TKO. I think the body work is going to work. I think Terrence Crawford Dev is going to try to dig down in the seventh, eighth rounds and really try to put on some pressure. We have to see if Earl can handle it. That armor, what Tate Davis was talking about, that's going to be the thing. It's going to be the thing. Speaking of speaking of which, of the armor is like Terrence Crawford's got a good armor too. I don't, you know, it's just his chin. Might, you know, but I don't think, you know, Earl going to the body is just going to just debilitate him. You know what I'm saying? I, me being a fan of both, I, I know their I know their skill. I know their, their um, resolve. And, you know, Terrence Crawford ain't going to sit there and just let him just do that. So it's going to be it's going to be over a chess match, man. Cannot wait. I cannot. There's nothing more that I can say other than enjoy. And I'm out. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode leading up for this fight tonight. Y'all have a good morning. Sauce Talk is out.